0: that is and that's a clue to what is kind of coming. Um, But just to recap what we said last week in terms of pioneering, pioneering was a a part of the heart of God. God is always up to and always doing a new thing. And it was an encouragement to us that we must never, as the people of God, ever settle. Never let's settle. See, I'm doing a new thing. The Father is always at work in our lives in our friends' lives, in our families' lives, in our communities. And God is inviting us, his people, to partner with him in the great things that he is doing. We looked at Paul the Apostle, uh, probably the the greatest uh, church planter ever, and what he did over numerous journeys and spent devoted years of his life going and preaching the gospel, pioneering, pioneering, breaking new ground, going to new places... And the words which we read from Romans was he did not want to build upon others' work. He wanted to be the, the, the blaze trail, or the trailblazer, should I say, uh, who was always going to do uh, the new thing. Jesus had commissioned disciples, didn't he, at the end of Matthew, and he said, go and make disciples. I shared a story about uh, what I've been up to with, together recently with the help of Malcolm, um, working and doing some... Things with some young people um, in our town Malcolm you've just made the baby cry <laughs> there's a father right there <laughs> the, the the baby whisperer we call him um, And what I want to do really is just kind of follow on this theme of pioneering and uh, to help me do so, I want to share a story which Chantel has shared before um, and it's from a uh, from a really uh, really uh, fantastic fella who's a real pioneer, a real hero uh, of the faith, and many of you will have heard him speak. His name's Pete Gregg. Uh, he, by default, really, stumbled upon um, pioneering what is known as the 24-7 prayer movement, had no intention of it being what it has become, and uh, is an incredible pioneer. And in his book, Dirty Glory, which some of you have read, he um, he recounts this uh, story where once on sabbatical in America, they're in this place uh, where they're spending a bit of time, and uh, Pete visits the local graveyard, and the local graveyard is a cemetery which has the graves of the pioneers back from the Wild West times. We touched on this last week, and uh, during uh, the time of 1821 and 1880, 300,000 pioneers migrated um, from uh, a town called, uh, I'll get to it in a minute, and uh, to a town called Santa Fe. And it was a 700-mile journey. They started in one town, which I can't remember the name of, and they were headed towards this city, this place called Santa Fe, looking for the good life. And the town in which they were sabbaticaling in um, was once upon a time known as Blue Camp 20. It was called Blue Camp 20, first of all blue because it was near a river which was called the Blue River. It was called uh, a camp because it was a temporary dwelling on the route to Santa Fe. And then 20 because it was 20 miles into the journey. So we've got start place, which I can't remember the name. We've got end place, which is 700 miles away. And many, many of the pioneers or maybe pilgrims, no, that's the wrong, pioneers started out on that journey. And only 20 miles into the journey, one day's walk away, a temporary settlement began. It was a stop-off place. The point of this story is this stop-off place became a settlement in itself. And instead of the pioneers going from A to B, they stopped only one day into the journey. And they stopped pioneering. Why did they stop? We could, uh, succumb. We could come up with lots of different ideas, lots of different reasons. 700 miles of uh, arid desert, of mountainous um, area uh, occupied by the Comanche and the Apache territory, it was going to be a risky journey, and they were risking a great deal in order to get to this place. They stop at Blue Camp 20 beside the river, and they think, "This is a nice place. I'm we're going to settle." And so later, Blue Camp 20 becomes known as um, Little. Santa Fe. They had settled, arguably, for second best. Perhaps an easier version of what might have been. This is a picture, isn't it? An analogy often of our lives. We begin to step out into something. We begin to pioneer in some way. Maybe we go to university. Maybe we get a job. Get married. Travel the world. Start a band. Start a business. Try a You fill in the gaps. But very soon into the journey, we begin to settle. We have to pay the mortgage. We begin to settle down. We take out life insurance. There's nothing wrong in those things. But you see the analogy, you see the picture. Once, the frontier was out there somewhere and we were striving for something, but we began to settle. And we got a little bit boring along the way. When we planted the church, this Carrick Fergus Vineyard, we just had this big dream. We had a vision of what it might be. And, you know, we opened up and we started on a Thursday night in Zoo Park Cafe and we couldn't believe it. People came. Some of them were you and you're still here, which we can't believe as well. Um, but during that time, we just had this big dream of oh, what it could look like just to gather together. What would it be like if we really began to engage in our wider community? And we're seeing that, aren't we? We're beginning to see that vision which we first had all those years ago. Boy, we've got some great ideas of what we think is up God's sleeve, which we're pioneering for, which we're stretching for. But here's the point. As people began to come, we had to grow up And we had to kind of do things by the book. Not that we were doing dodgy things before, by the way. (laughs) We had to think about policies, employment, planning permission, and GDPR. (laughs) Oh. We get a bit boring. Those things are important. Right, But they're important so that we can continue to pioneer. You see, the thing is this. If we're not careful, somehow the world we're trying to change actually begins to change us. That was good. Pete actually wrote that in his book, so I'm not going to take the glory on that one. But I'll read it again because it is really helpful. If we're not careful, somehow the world we're trying to change can begin to change us and we do live in a really, in, in a fear culture, if you don't do this, oh that could happen, Or oh, you better not do that, oh, have you thought about putting in that risk assessment for doing that, oh, you know, Steve will tell you, I am torture him, you know, oh we need to think about that, have we got a first date, you know, and I, st- why, because we live in a fear culture of what might happen or what could be, Oh, how that would not shape who we are. The people of God, we are meant to be risk takers. We are meant to step out and pioneer. Moses has led the people out of captivity. For years, they've been wandering. For years, they were released, uh, they were released from Pharaoh. Uh, they've been wandering around for a long, long time. And very soon, they're going to enter the promised land. And they begin to step into the fulfillment that God had promised to them. This is the very thing that they have been longing for. This is the very thing that has been entrusted to Moses. We pick up the story, three verses from Exodus 33. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham Isaac and Jacob saying I will give it to your descendants I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites the Amorites the Hittites the all those heights go up to the land flowing with milk and honey but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way let's hit pause leave this place, I'm going to give it to you, the promised land, you know that place that you've been dreaming about, you've been searching for all those years that you've been wandering around, very soon you're going to enter into the promised land, it's just incredible, it's it's flowing with milk and honey, you want to see it, it's absolutely incredible and Moses you're going to take those people that have been disobedient and have been all those things but you're going to take them into what I have promised you. but I'm not going to come with you. Many of us, we could be praying for this, for that, for whatever it might be. And transitional junctions of our life... That God actually begins to give us. When the time comes to get married, to have a family, to get that first pay packet, to take the trip of a lifetime, get that dream job, take retirement, enter into the dream that God has promised you, that you've been longing for. But God's not in it. You don't want that. You don't want that. We would rather have pain, suffering, disillusionment, frustration, all those horrible things of life and have his presence with us, would we not? It's a question I don't know. Maybe we want all the riches and all the things that God's promised us and wants for us separate from God, or maybe we want the reality of life, but God's presence with us. Moses says to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. These transitional pioneering moments, as God allows us into the new thing, they're not just for us to get excited about what God's doing. They are opportunities for growth in our lives. They are opportunities for greater intimacy with the Father. Our dear friend Steve Nicholson, who's a legend in the vineyard, often reminds us, we're the project. Yes, we had a dream. We still have a dream for what God has for our church, for our community. And what God is doing, yes, it excites us. We put our labor and our best prayers to it. But he is much more interested in my soul and my intimacy with him than anything that we might do for him. Does that make sense? If your presence does not go with... Don't send us. Please, just don't send us. We would rather have you. And now, to some excitement. We... uh, God is always up to um, new things. And uh, we mentioned last week about the Vineyard Church, about extending... God's kingdom, wherever, whoever, with, and all that sort of stuff, and we're a church planting uh, movement, and uh, so we're really, really delighted to announce that that this year, later this year, we're going to plant our first church. We're going to have a baby. <laughs> it's just wonderful. We've been expecting for a long time, <laughs> and uh, so I want to introduce to you—they're no stranger to you. Uh, hopefully their face are going to come up on the screen. <laughs> it comes as no surprise, but, um, but Andy and Andrea are going to the Wild West. They're going to pioneer, and they're going to live and work out whatever it is that God has entrusted to them. Before we tell you a bit more about it, Andy and Andrea, dear friends of ours, have been for a number of years. Uh, they've served with us as leaders in the church. Uh, Andy has led our young people and uh, Andrea is still not for much longer leading our women's ministry reach and uh, they have felt for a long time now uh, this call to, to plant a church and lead a church and uh, they have uh, gone or undergone or underwent or they have done um, some, uh, a lot of uh, leadership training through the vineyard Uh, leadership training hub which is for potential church planters they have uh, under that word they have had some sort of formal assessment and uh, delighted that only just last week they were accredited as licensed pastors to go in the name of vineyard and you're all wanting to know where so the next slide will hopefully uh, say where it's very close in fact they will be planting Antrim Coast Vineyard And uh, it will be based primarily in Larn, just up the road. (laughs) Hey, there you go. There's some Larnians in our midst. And uh, anyway, I'm going to be quiet. They have produced, well, they haven't, they they have a fantastic video which will go live today on social media and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But we wanted you as our church family to be the first to know about this. And so uh, please enjoy watching this and then you'll hear a little bit more from the guys themselves.
1: Uh, Yeah, we are excited. This day's finally come. We kind of get to tell you guys, which is exciting. Um, Getting to share with you was the the first thing. We kind of didn't want it to kind of get out there before this morning to kind of sharing with the church families, uh, very important for us. Um, there are a mixture of emotions. We're excited, we're nervous, we're panicking, we're <laughs> lots of things. Um, and I'm sure, listen, there will be loads of questions, and hopefully we do have some of the answers right now before, before, things, uh, before things crack on. Um, yeah, the Antrim Coast is, uh, is a place we're bo- we've both been working in for a good wee while, um, in different capacities. Uh and you know, we've got a real heart for the area. We really feel that it's 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 where God wants us to be. Um and He's calling us to to not just not just one town, not just Lan, not just one specific place, but that whole area. We really feel that's where God's put gonna put us and uh and gonna reach his kingdom. Uh you know his kingdom's gonna reach out to to Glyn, to Lin to Galley to Glenarm to Karnloch to wherever, you know, on up the Antrim Coast. Um, what's going to happen in terms of timeline? As we said in the video, uh, we're going to begin sort of commencing autumn 2018. Um, that's when we're going to kind of get started. Uh, we'll meet probably uh, midweek evening in a public building uh, within the Larn, Greater Larn area. Um... So yeah, so we're not gonna. It's not as if today that's the last day you're gonna see us. We'll still be about. So um, gutting, but uh <laughs> but yeah. So that's 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 what's happening in a kind of broader picture to link in with the video. My wife.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, I think we wanted to say sorry as well. You know, there's some of you sitting here this morning, and you maybe think, why do I not know about this, or how do I not know about this? And the truth is really hardly anybody knows about it um, and really the reason for that is is to protect us and Carrick Vineyard um, and the movement so that there's not bits and pieces of information dribbling out and, it's, you know, and those, that message gets confused and it sounds like we're leaving and something's happened. So that's why we just wanted to keep it till today and as Paul said we wanted you to all be the very first people to hear about it first from us which is really important. As we said in the video, God began speaking to us in 2015. It was very, very clear at the time, so that took us both by surprise, um, and it took us quite a wee while to get our heads around it before we started to sort of talk to Paul and Chantelle about that. Um, and obviously, we've been doing—we were doing training at that time, so we were able to talk to people there about it, which was good. Um, and we know that this is what God has for us. Um, We've been married nearly 18 years, and I can tell you this is not something that was ever on the cards. It was never thought out at the start. It was not something that we'd even thought about. We didn't really know anything about church planting, in fact. And so maybe some of you are wondering, oh my goodness, who has allowed these two (laughs) to plant a church? Uh, They're very average, and that's absolutely right. We are totally ordinary. We are a couple and a family that have the same problems and issues and you know twists and turns as everybody else does uh, you know we've made mistakes along the way um, you know just like you and you know we don't always get it right isn't that right Andy? Yep <laughs> <laughs> and so really the only thing we can say is that we really are following God's call um, on our lives which is not something that we had really anticipated before Um, And, you know, we knew God had called us to Carrick Vineyard for lots of different reasons, um, and probably this is one of the biggest ones. So let me assure everybody that we've been given the okay by Vineyard Churches UK and Ireland, as Paul said, to be doing this. Um, And we've gone through, uh, we've been interviewed, we've gone through different processes and things like that. So, you know, it's all been okay. We haven't slipped through the net or anything like that.
1: Yeah, the frightening bit was getting the... Senior pastors' notice with your names next to it. That was kind of the all right, okay. It's happening. Um, So it's going to be. It's going to mean a lot of change. It's going to mean change for uh, for us as a family. It's going to mean change for for the church here as well. Um, And change is good. You know, change is a good thing. But it's also the hardest thing. You know, getting out your comfort zone is is tough. Um, But this is where God's challenging us this is where he's, he's this is what he's put on our hearts, so you can you can fight against it, but uh you you know, and I guess at the beginning we kind of did well, I probably did more than you uh but yeah, this is you know that's the truth, but you know we just know that we're following what God wants in our lives, as Paul was alluding to and sort of said this morning as well about camp blue twenty that's something that's you know we're not just settling this is you know we know there's more. We know there's more, and, and we're stepping out in faith to, to see where God leads us in that. Um, at our time in Carrick Vineyard, we've seen God do so much in so many lives. Lives changed, people coming to know Jesus for the first time uh, in amazing, in amazing ways. Um, we've both learned and grown uh, and changed, hopefully for the better. Um, and we just want to see God doing many more amazing things in the lives of the people that he's calling us to serve people we don't know yet and people that are yet to know jesus you know that's an opportunity that that he's he's given us and uh, yeah it's exciting
2: um a few just nearly two years ago i was i think it was at encounter more but i can't remember but i heard mike pilavacci say god's love language is obedience and that I think in that moment I just knew that this was this was what was going to happen and that we needed to be obedient that's the best way I can put it and that's really why we're going for this you know Um, God calls us all to do different things but this is the thing that he's calling us to um, and even though we're we're (coughs) worried scared you know terrified (coughs) all of those things we want to be obedient to God we want to do his will and we want to trust him and so that's what we're doing, and we're going for it. It's a, ma- Excuse me. <coughs> it's a massive exercise in trusting God. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's exciting, and it's an adventure, as I said, that we never thought we'd be on. So today, we're like staking our flag in the ground um, at the Antrim Coast area for God. Um, like the pioneers that Paul talked about last week, we're, we want to claim ground along the Antrim Coast for God to extend his kingdom you know, either for from from here up the way, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, church family, we love you, and this is not a rejection, this is not a us just packing our bags and leaving kind of thing. You know, we have been on such a journey since we came to this church, and I have to say, probably after a year or so of being here, we thought, this is great. We Like, we found a church that actually... We can just be ourselves, that we can learn in, that we can grow in, that we're learning new things about God and his character and the things that he has for us. You know, we were just so overwhelmed with God's goodness those first few years that we came here. And obviously we did, uh, you know, we took on leadership roles and that sort of thing, and God was calling us into all of those things. So in a way, it is really difficult to to think about leaving, and it's been something... We've really been wrestling with for quite a long time, and it's just really difficult to actually think of being away from here. Um, and Paul said just recently, "Oh, we give our best away," which I, th- I thought, "Right, okay." <laughs> but the truth is, you know, we learn from the best. That's that's it, isn't it? We did. We really learned from the best. And sorry. <laughs> um,
1: so today we're kind of asking just for for prayer support, definitely, um, for us, for the for the kids, for our children, um, and just prayer support too, and continued prayer support for the area that that God's calling us into. You know, pray for the hearts that are there and the people that that don't know Jesus. Maybe people that that have at some point met Jesus, but not with them now you know so just just be mindful and prayerful for all all those things it is it is a big thing um the social media goes live today at one o'clock i think so uh there's a facebook page and the website as well goes live today um you finish
2: so I just, well, we just want to say thank you to all of you. you. know, Some of you we've known for six years, some of you we've known for six months, but we consider you all to be our family. Some of you we know and love really well, some of you we maybe haven't got on as well or whatever, you know, and that's life. That is life, that is family, and that is church.
1: That's Malcolm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are we're just we are we're just ordinary but we serve an extraordinary God and we just are so excited about what he's going to do and we really would just ask you to join us in this day of celebration and also we would just ask you to join us in supporting Paul and Chantel because this will be a transitional time for church and it comes with all kinds of changes and all sorts of things so you know today even just as we're talking about this I know there's probably lots of you here who once felt this way or you remember a time where you thought about Carrick and you wanted lives transformed and you wanted to be part of what was go- what God was doing and maybe for some of you that is kind of just you know you, it's not that you've you know you've just kind of forgotten about it but it's still there and so today like I just want to say to you, you know Carrick Fergus needs Jesus and there are people here just as there are along the Antrim coast that just you know they're searching we said this when we talked a few weeks ago people are not close to the gospel people are searching for something they don't want their life to be meaningless. They want their life to have a purpose, you know, and we want to tell them that God loves them. Um, so that's the two things, you know. Yes, please support us, and we'll be around today just to chat to you if you have any questions. But also we just really want to invite you to really support Paul and Chantelle, and the other guys um, as they go on this next part of the journey for Carrick Vineyard.
0: And so, uh, a real mix of emotions uh, this morning. And uh, yes, by all means, ask any of us questions afterwards. We would love to do that. Uh, two brief points, and then we're going to pray. One is, they're going with huge blessing from ourselves uh, and honor. They become the 12th Vineyard Church in Ireland. Um, but they're going to join the existing body of Christ in La. And that's really important that you hear that. They have no intention of going and taking other people from other churches there. They are going with the good news, the gospel of Jesus to reach those that don't yet know him. And that's the heart and that's the intention. And they will reach people that other churches are not reaching currently. And that's not to discredit other churches at all. When there's more, it's just better. And so if you know of anyone in that community, yourselves personally, that doesn't know Jesus or does or did know Jesus at some point but is not journeying with a church right now, then please be sure to let them know of this that's coming. The second thing I want to say is that you have our wholehearted permission to go with them. If you are here and you've a real heart for Lana, or you live out that direction, or whatever it might be, and you're sensing the Lord is calling you and speaking to you to pioneer together with them, you have our blessing and our favor to just go with them. Absolutely. And come and talk to us about that. That would be quite helpful. <laughs> but we do mean that. It's the kingdom. It's the kingdom. The opposite is to just hold on, hold on, try and control. It's not the kingdom. The kingdom's expansive and it goes where the Holy Spirit is going and where He's leading. And so we give away our best. We do. And we give away whatever it is. Why? Because that's what God, that's who God is. He gives away. And you can't outgive the giver. Let's stand. I know that many of us will have been inspired by what you've heard this morning. And the thing for me that stands out is this. It's about obedience. They're only doing this because they're being obedient. But as they do this, they step into the very destiny that the Father has had for them for years and years. And so they'll come alive as they obey the voice of the Lord. And I just sense this morning, there's, there's people here, you know that God has spoken to you about pioneering, About doing something and it doesn't have to look as big as starting a church. It can just be just something small like visiting that neighbor across the road. Just something. And you've been inspired this morning to actually put one foot in front of the other and begin the journey to begin the journey of obedience to what God's inviting you into. But I do think there's some of you, God has spoken to you about a type of people, a group of people that he's leading you to minister to. For some of you, it could be a new business. It could be entering into a new relationship. It could be There's just a whole host of different things that God's been speaking to you about. And we would love to pray for you this morning. So if that is you and God's inviting you to obey his voice, to step out and to begin to pioneer yourself, then we're going to ask you to put one foot in front of the other and walk to the front and stand with me. And that's your way by saying, I'm being obedient to you, God. I'm stepping out in faith towards that which you have invited me into. And in so doing, there'll be others here that will be gathered to pray for you. So if that's you, why don't you just begin to make your way forwards now and stand up at the front with me.